0: Hello everybody. I would like to welcome you to Megan, Duchess of Advocacy World Podcast. I am your host, Special K Thoughts, a.k.a. Special K, better known in the world of Twitter. During this episode, we're going to analyze and discuss palace trepidation. What is the palace's biggest fear when it comes to Harry and Megan? March 20th, 2020 was Harry and Meghan's last official day working as royals. It was at the Commonwealth ceremonies. Remember that hot mess? Surly Sophie and Stank Kate really wore their mean girl petty foolishness on their sleeves that day, snubbing the Duchess of Sussex. However, Meghan stayed focused and maintained dignity and class. Since the Sussex departure from royal duties, the British press... And yes, I'm going to lump them with the tabloid press as well. The British press, who use invisible royal sources and biased fan fiction, unethical royal reporters and commentators, have written countless articles, opinions, and commentary on whatever the sexists do in quite a nauseating, negative, cynical, and just plain bleak way. No matter what Harry and Meghan do, the British press automated response is to instantly be negative, disavow, cast some shadow of dodginess, or weaponize the Queen and Kate Middleton against them. The British press continue to beat Harry and Meghan over the heads about their Netflix and Spotify deals. They continue to attempt to maintain a chokehold On their necks for buying a house in California, the British press throw daggers at Harry and Meghan whenever they make a public appearance, no matter how well received it was, accusing them of being preachy and woke. Every time Meghan makes an appearance out in public or on TV, the British press purposely price tag every piece of clothing and jewelry she has on making it appear that she is spending too much money on clothes. Keep in mind, it's her own money, and often assuming that the Cartier watch that she is wearing is Princess Diana's, guilt-shaming her for wearing it, despite the fact that many success fans have presented pictures taken of Meghan seen wearing a Cartier watch for years before she met Prince Harry. Mm. Honestly, that is not the point, though. The question really is, does the British press have an issue with Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, wearing Princess Diana Cartier watch that was given to her by her husband? Hmm. No matter what Harry and Meghan do, it is scrutinized, demonized, crucified, vilified, by the British press, royal reporters, royal sources, and sometimes Buckingham Palace. Even the birth of a sexist royal baby is reported in a negative way, and it's not celebrated. Sources within the royal family and BBC News made it clear that they wanted the world to know that the Queen did not give Harry and Meghan permission to name their daughter after her. Now, when Harry and Meghan decided to no longer be working royals, they stated they would continue to uphold the values of Her Majesty the Queen. So, let's go ahead and highlight some of the things that Harry and Meghan have done since leaving the royal family which was barely two years ago. Let's see. They bought a house. I mean, they need a place to stay, right? Have signed deals with Netflix and Spotify. They became financially dependent off of the taxpayer dime. They launched Archwell Foundation. They have done volunteer work for different organizations in the L.A. area. Baby to Baby, Homeboy Industries, Mission Continues, Angel Food Projects, gave generous donations to help fix the roof at a Texas woman's shelter, campaign chairs for Global Citizen Live, helped raise over $3 million for vaccine equity. On Archie's birthday, helped raise over $3 million for vaccine equity, partnered with World Central Kitchen to build four community kitchens in different parts of the world that are in natural disaster areas. Three of the kitchens have been built so far, have signed a multi-year partnership with Procter & Gamble that will focus on gender equality, more inclusive online spaces, and resilience and impact through sport. They have donated to Harvest Home L.A., which is a woman's shelter in L.A. for single mothers that are pregnant. Prince Harry, the global prince, the people's prince, he got a job. He is a chief impact officer at Better Up. Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, she wrote a children's book, a children's illustration book, which was a New York Times bestseller. Megan, Meghan, Duchess of Success has continued to work for Girls, Inc. and the National Women's Law Center, having roundtable discussions with young women. Megan, Duchess of Success, hashtag 40 by 40 initiative, enlisting famous people, business owners, nonprofits, even just regular people to mentor women who want to get back into the workforce. Archwell Foundation financially supporting Afghan women and families that have relocated to the United States during the evacuation of Afghanistan. Women for Afghan women. Prince Harry and Meghan contributing to aid efforts in Afghanistan and Haiti. Remember when Haiti had that massive earthquake? World Central Kitchen was there. Megan and Harry's business trip to New York, they donated $25,000 to Melba's Restaurant Employee Relief, donated washer and dryers to the elementary school that they visited along with vegetable plants. Megan and Harry's continued commitment to vaccine equity. They made those epic speeches at the Global Live Citizen concert during their New York trip. Megan, advocating for paid leave for all. Megan Archwell Foundation bringing attention to and supporting Black female businesses and nonprofits. A twist of greatness. Doesn't that sound familiar? Prince Harry returning to polo to raise money for Cintibale. Polo match was held in Aspen, Colorado. Prince Harry and Nacho, his real brother, they ended up raising over $3.5 million. Prince Harry, continuing to support military veterans in the United States and the United Kingdom, supporting a campaign to end immigration fees for foreign-born military veterans in the United Kingdom, along with honoring veterans at the Salute to Freedom Gala. Travelist is now in partnership with Google. That is huge. And of course, Prince Harry's The Invictus Games are still going strong. I'm pretty sure I have left some things out. However, I am also pretty sure you can't help but say to yourself, now that is a pretty impressive resume. Keep in mind, This has all been accomplished during COVID-19. In less than two years, Harry and Meghan have made more of a positive impact in people's lives than the royal family has probably in the last 20 years. However, if you listen to the British press only, you would have no clue as to the abundance of philanthropy and charity work these two have actually done. So, out of everything that Harry and Megan have managed to accomplish in the past two years, none of those services and partnerships represent the Queen's values? None? Opening up community kitchens that will feed thousands in need and set up as distribution centers? that can get aid out to those in disaster areas doesn't represent the Queen's values? Making donations to women and children's shelters doesn't represent the Queen's values? Raising money for charities in the United States and the United Kingdom doesn't represent the Queen's values? Getting a job doesn't represent the Queen's values? Oh, wait, well, you know, Probably not. Moving on. Fighting, advocating, and honoring veterans all across the world doesn't honor the queen's values? Doing initiatives that focus on mentoring women in whatever capacity doesn't uphold the queen's values? Advocating for paid leave for all I guess that's a no-go, too. The British press would rather focus on price tagging Meghan's clothes, dehumanizing Harry and Meghan for securing Netflix and Spotify deals, having 11 businesses registered in Delaware, giving the appearance that it's unethical and dodgy. However, they praise their queen for selling gin, royal socks, and now who has opened up Buckingham Palace grounds, allowing people to visit, charging 16 bucks. Oh, yeah. Along with stashing millions in offshore tax havens. The British press would rather focus on the Oprah Winfrey interview, continuously writing articles, implying Harry and Meghan somehow put the royal family at risk of danger because they implied There is a racist in the family, and Harry was wrong to speak negatively about Prince Charles' parenting skills. (laughs) Keep in mind, there have been other royal family members who have written books and given interviews revealing that being in the royal family isn't the fairy tale that many have come to believe. And Prince Charles himself gave an interview and wrote a book revealing that his own mother The queen wasn't around much, and he had not so nice things to say about his father. Oh, but that was okay, though. Oh, and let's not forget British colonialism and slavery, which the queen has never in her life ever apologized for and still wears crowns that are filled with Africa's stolen diamonds. Oops. Let's keep it real. People were not surprised that there is a racist in the royal family. People were surprised that Meghan said what she said. What? And let's not forget the famous leaks that are still coming from within the rural households. Since moving to America, upcoming Harry and Meghan projects have not been leaked. These two were actually in a Christmas parade in Montecito. And nobody knew. (laughs) If anything about Harry and Meghan is leaked, it usually has something to do with the royal family or whatever business they are doing in the UK. Example, Prince Harry filing for a judicial review regarding the British government denying him paying for metropolitan police or royal protection. Prince Harry filed the petition September 2021. It leaked January 2022. Why? Way too many stories about the alleged pedo unc. <laughs> I think Prince Andrew was starting to sweat. Speaking of Prince Andrew, notice how the British press are writing articles putting Harry and Prince Andrew in the same category, memorizing Prince Andrew's alleged sex crimes, however, maximizing Prince Harry's crime of marrying a mixed-race woman. Why do royal reporters, royal commentators, the British press, royal staff, continue the character assassination of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex? Their resume since leaving the royal family is pretty impressive, And it appears to me it upholds the queen's values of service. Why wouldn't Prince Charles be proud of his son for all of his accomplishments so far since leaving the royal family? Those accomplishments should make any father want to stick out his chest and be proud. Almost every family business has a family member that decides to leave and do their own thing. Families have conflict. What family doesn't? The queen holds the title of defender of the faith and supreme governor of the Church of England. The royal family is supposed to be the standard of family values, which includes loving and supporting family members, working through conflict, supporting each other, always having a united front despite whatever conflict is happening within. Royal reporters, royal commentators often claim the stories they are getting are from within the royal sources that are in the royal family. Why would these royal sources want to continue to leak negative stories about Harry and Meghan or claim a friend of Prince Charles or Williams wants to reveal this and that? And whatever this and that is, it's always skewed to make Harry or Meghan... Or Harry and Meghan look bad? Why are we still hearing counterclaim stories from an extraordinary source that Kate didn't make Meghan cry? Why do these articles, commentaries, and reporting for the British press, royal reporters, royal commentators, and royal sources always have to be negative towards Harry and Meghan? They haven't committed a crime. They haven't been accused of selling honors. The British press is supposed to be unbiased, objective, and fair. Why not just report the articles from an objective point of view? Let's revisit the naming of Betty, Diana. According to the BBC, a royal source contacted them and stated Harry never asked the Queen permission to name his daughter Betty which is the queen's nickname. Even if that was true, what would make this rural source feel that it was a good idea for the public to know that? The queen is supposed to be this loving grandmother that is head of the Church of England. Wouldn't it have been a better PR move for the queen to be delighted that her mixed race great-grandchild was named after her? It definitely would have helped calm down those racism allegations of not wanting to give Archie a title because they were too worried about how dark his skin tone would be. So, once again, why leak this story about the Queen? This came from a royal staff within one of the households. This royal staff was not a part of the conversation between Harry, Meghan, and the Queen. If they were, we the general public would have heard about little Bet's birth before harry and meghan released the statement it's obvious the queen must have a burner cell phone or something okay <laughs> so again what would make a royal staff member or even perhaps a family member want to turn a beautiful joyous occasion like the birth of a beautiful, innocent baby into something sinister, cold, and calculating. Why not celebrate this joyous occasion? Why did this royal source feel it was very important to get the narrative out there that their precious queen did not give permission for her mixed-race great-grandchild to be named after her. Now, Buckingham Palace did release a statement stating that the Queen was delighted to welcome Lilibet into the British royal family. Noticed, <laughs> they only stated Lilibet, not Lilibet Diana. <laughs> mm. Why not just keep a positive narrative? Why not? Why not? Because... When people have a perception that they are losing or feel threatened by someone's success, they go negative out of fear. To me, clearly the rural sources, rural staff, are getting directives from within members of the royal family. All of this negativity, vilifying, crucifying, Demonizing any and everything that Meghan and Harry do is based on fear. Palace trepidation. Why does the palace fear Harry and Meghan? What are they afraid of? There is nothing that Harry and Meghan have done that they should fear. Right? Getting Netflix and Spotify deals have nothing to do with the royal family. Buying a house brings no harm <laughs> to the royal family. Financially supporting individual minority female businesses or nonprofit profit organization upholds the queen's values, right? Advocating and supporting mental health organizations and talking about how important it is to take care of your mental health isn't that the same thing that Will Not and Mumbleena do? Advocating and supporting military veterans and their families does not threaten the institution, right? Raising monies for charity like Cintabale is a good thing, right? So, what gives? What gives? Why does the palace fear? Harry and Meghan, because the royal family can't control them, just like they could not control Princess Diana, and they feared her too. Because the royals can't control Harry and Meghan, Harry and Meghan won't be limited to what type of causes they can support and advocate for, and even get involved in politics or political issues which will help them have a more global international impact and influence, unlike the royals. Another reason why. In America, royals are viewed as celebrities. Yes, yes, yes. Royals are viewed as celebrities who represent a prince and princess type of fantasy. Yes, There is plenty of respect here in America for Queen Elizabeth. I'll admit that. But when you have conversations with Americans about the royal family as a whole, the consensus is that their work of cutting ribbons, making appearances, and going on foreign trips is not viewed as a serious thing or having a real impact. And Americans, for the most part, will never accept the fact that the royal family lives this lavish, privileged lifestyle that is funded by taxpayers when many of those taxpayers live a life of service that has more of an impact than the royal family does. And many of those taxpayers are struggling to feed their children and pay their own bills. Another reason, Harry and Meghan's global mass appeal takes away attention from the work that the royal family does. Also, royal tours and the work they do does not garner global headlines unlike Harry and Meghan. Harry and Meghan speak, the world pays attention. The global... Media pays attention and they write stories and those stories and the reporting on Harry and Meghan lasts for days. That does not happen when the royal family does something. The only time the royal family garners global headlines and global attention is when there is some type of drama going on with that family. The royal family is nothing but a hot global soap opera mess. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth is popular, okay? She is respected globally, but Prince Charles, the future monarch, is not. Many people in the United Kingdom and in these Commonwealth countries do not want Prince Charles to be the head of state. Another reason. Harry and Meghan. They have created their own brand. The royal family cannot compete globally. All that trash talk may go well. In the United Kingdom. Allegedly. But globally. People don't buy the character assassinations. Another reason. Millennials. They want to abolish the monarchy. They see the monarchy as irrelevant and unrelatable and view Harry and Meghan more favorably. The biggest fear, the biggest fear that Harry and Meghan's global mass appeal, initiatives, causes that they fight for make the royal family look stale, pale, boring, and unrelatable, which is not helping their need to survive. Nobody wants bitter tea and stale crumpets. Palace trepidation. All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and end this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Palace trepidation. If you are listening to us on YouTube, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please follow us. And also, we are on Instagram, Megan, Duchess of Advocacy Podcast. I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast with a famous quote. No, this quote is not by Harry or Megan. This is a quote that I recently read. And I'm going to go ahead and dedicate this quote to the royal family. This is for you, royal family. You hate me because deep down you want to be me. I will say it again. You hate me because deep down you want to be me. I am Special K Thoughts, and I'm out.